Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. I am, of course, your host, Mark Kushnez. How are we all doing today? <laughs> I realize I have so very, very little to talk about, so thank you for the Patreon questions. I can't wait to get to those in terms of what I've been watching, because I'm going to just jump right into it. I guess I can start off with the streaming stuff. So I have taken a break from streaming, and by taking a break, I mean I am no longer streaming whatsoever. I may return at some point, but I need this, and I've set a very moderate goal on the Patreon, and if I hit that, I'll I'll start streaming again. But I don't have to worry about hitting that, so I'm good. But I need this break. There is a part of me that misses it, but there's also this huge part of me that was just destroyed by it. It is incredibly exhausting to stream. It takes a lot of energy. The viewer, you, doesn't take much of anything from you. I know because I'm a viewer of other streamers, and it really is one of the least, I don't want to say it's one of the least engaging things, because it can be engaging, of course, especially if it's a smaller streamer where you can chat with them and they're regularly chatting back. It can be very engaging. But the amount of effort the viewer has to put in compared to the streamer is drastic. All these buttons and doodads and worrying about the bit rate and if everything's going smoothly no lag no drop frames etc engaging with the chat while also doing what you're doing whether that is playing a game working on art etc it's all very very exhausting and some people are built for that and it just comes to them naturally it's not like that for me it was a struggle pretty much from day one and never not was one and I kept pushing through it and, and wanting to persevere but uh, eventually it just got to me and I had to take a break it is what I'm calling a forever break but maybe I'll get to the point where I feel okay returning I've considered and may still do art streams here and there randomly and I may on off Sundays do this idea I thought could be kind of fun and less taxing on my brain and whatnot where after an episode of Attack the Backlog or Second Runs drops the following weekend which is an off weekend there would be an episode on that weekend on that Sunday uh, specifically I would return to that game to play it and just chat with who's ever there about the game you can ask me more in-depth questions after watching the episode or just chat in general but that would be something where i'm not really thinking about future content in terms of what i'm playing and all that and instead i'm just revisiting this thing seeing how i feel about it and in some cases it may be a long time between the episode's creation and my original playthrough and this thing I call rerun, rerunning the backlog. (laughs) 
It, it works for the attack the backlog because that was the name I already created a thumbnail in case I decide to do that. So rerunning the backlog, that works. Rerunning the runs, that sounds. I mean, one that sounds like you're redoing diarrhea, but also it just doesn't. It's too just too much running there. So rerunning the runs, triple runs, third runs, third run from the sun. I don't know. We're workshopping it, baby. But for the time being, I'm just calling it a forever break and putting that goal there as a way of saying, this is definitely not happening anytime soon, my return. And part of me looks at the goal and says, well, even if I get to the point where I feel okay returning, now I put this goal here, Am I going to be someone who just says, oh, well, these goals don't matter because I'll eventually just give in and do what I want to do anyway. That's not a great precedent to, to, to start. But uh, that's that's where everything is in terms of streaming and all that jazz. So the, the few people who miss it, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is and that's all there is to say about that so what i've been watching you know it you know it it's star trek the next generation i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i watched a movie at some point between last episode and now one i i, I don't think i watched multiple but i'm pretty sure i watched something else other than star trek the next generation I can't for the life of me remember what it was. I looked at, I didn't go into each app, and specifically the website, and look at my history to find out where it was. But I just looked at the list of streaming services I'm subscribed to and tried to remember. And uh, nothing came back to me. So all there is to talk about is Star Trek The Next Generation. And... I'm not going to bore you with any of that nonsense anymore. I think after next week and next week's episode, that'll be the last time in which I am still watching it because I'm about halfway through season six and there are seven seasons. So it's okay, everyone. We're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost out of the Star Trek, the next generation woods. But that just means we're ready to get deep, deep into nine spaces. Uh, but, you know, the next generation is the same old, same old. Worf is one of the best characters in terms of actually seeing growth and character development. Deanna, Troy fucking sucks and she still sucks. And when they have an episode that focuses on her, she sucks, sucks, sucks. Wesley's still not there, which is great, and I'm feeling like he's never going to return unless he returns in the seventh season, which is maybe why the seventh season sucks. And Data sees character growth. I think one of my main issues with The Next Generation overall is that given how long it is, how many episodes there are, I think there's a surprisingly uh, a surprising lack of character growth and development overall. I look at someone like, what's his name? 
why did I want to call him Ladalian, Ladalian, whatever the Tomlinson, the fucking running back from San Diego Chargers, who hasn't been playing for a long time. What's his name? Dude, the dude with the Pfizer. Magical reading miracle book, dude. Whatever the hell. I, Magic school bus. I don't know what that reading show was called. I never watched it. But uh, LeVar Burton. That's his, that's his real name, right? <laughs> uh, but that character, he doesn't really grow. He's, as you would expect, I guess, from an engineer. He's great with technology and great with data. He's terrible with people and especially terrible with women and especially terrible in cases of love. And he has not grown at all from the start of the show to now. He's still an idiot in terms of humans and interacting with them. And that's just uh, it's a little frustrating that, that that is the case for him and a lot of characters where they just don't see uh, a great amount of character development and growth throughout the, the series as it's progressing. That's enough about The Next Generation. It's got good episodes, it's got bad episodes, uh, a few great ones and a few terrible ones. Usual, usual, same old, same old, same old. But uh, I have played a few games. And I'm going to talk about them right now. Uh, the first one is Lego Brick Tales. Now, this is a bit different than the Lego games you're probably used to, which would be all the Marvel, all the, all the licensed ones that are basically 3D beat-em-ups, hack-and-slash, action-adventure games. And instead, it's a puzzle game where you are playing the role, you're taking on the role of a young fella, Though I think you are able to customize your character as much as you want. I didn't dabble with that. But your grandfather is a scientist and he does some crap and shit breaks. And then you have to go to these various worlds and rebuild them in order to solve puzzles. So maybe there's a broken broken bridge and then you have to rebuild it with your own creativity and know-how in order to solve that puzzle so that you can progress to a new area. Maybe you have to build something to save another character, an NPC in the world, and so on. This is a game I feel like is probably... Uh, it's new if you're used to the console LEGO games, but I, I think we've had games like this, uh, LEGO games like this, on PC for a while. That's more focused on the building side of things. And it's a really neat idea. It also looks great. It is by far the best looking Lego game I've played. I haven't played the more traditional Lego games in a very long time. I haven't played the new Star Wars one, which I have heard looks really good. So I can't compare it with that. The last Lego game I played was maybe Lego Marvel, the first one. No, I played Undercover, but I played that for Attack the Backlog. And that may have been a game that came out technically before Marvel. I don't know release orders. And of course there is Lego A Hero's Journey or whatever that Apple Arcade game was called that eventually made its way to consoles and is sort of a ray tracing showpiece. That's probably the best looking Lego game out there because of its small scale and its focus on these great visuals that are meant to make it look like real life. But 
Bricktails looks really, really good. It's got great use of color, great lighting especially, and it's a very lovely game to look at. And conceptually, I, I do like it. However, I'm playing on console. I'm playing on my Xbox. It does have mouse and keyboard support for console, but I don't have a great way of setting that up. And because the the Xbox does not have Bluetooth, I would have to after I would have to either use uh, a wired mouse and keyboard or dongle it up. I don't really have. I, I could have made something work, but I didn't really feel compelled to do all that. And this is very much so a mouse and keyboard game. It is tedious using a gamepad, using an analog stick to navigate the build screen, which you'll be spending a lot of time in. But if you can get past that, if you don't mind that, you get used to it and you get better at it as you play more and more, it's, it's not that bad. The, the bigger problem I have with the game is that while you're going around doing these puzzles, it's, it's very talky early on and that had me concerned. The, the writing wasn't bad, it's, it's kind of charming and cute, but it was very, very talky and very tutorial heavy, which makes sense. It's the beginning of the game. They want to teach you how everything works, how the building mode and, and all the mechanics within it work, which makes sense. I, I want to know how to do that so that I can not have to think about it when I'm playing the game for real. So after the setup and all that, it quiets up for the most part, and you're able to just go into these worlds and explore and solve puzzles. The problem with the build mode Outside of the basic one of it being a better uh, experience if you are using a mouse and keyboard, surely having not used one, but just based on it, you know, you're, you're moving these pieces around one by one and rotating the camera and doing all these things that would be a lot faster and smoother with the precision and accuracy and, and control you have with a mouse. It would just it would just be better. That's like an objective thing. But again, not bad with the gamepad. My real problem though is that in one of the early puzzles, I had to create a structure that would support this platform so that it wouldn't fall over. And the way the build mode works is that you may have to build a bridge or have to hold the structure up or create this or that. And after you've built up what you think will work, you initiate a test phase or whatever. So if you're, if you're building a bridge, they'll have a little robot who goes across it, who tries to go across it. If they succeed, then you're able to finish. You're able to lock in that design and use it in the game to cross the bridge yourself or have an NPC cross it. If you are trying to hold the platform up, They'll drop some weights on it, and as long as nothing breaks and it's able to support those objects, then you're good to go. Design locked in, puzzle solved. The problem I had was when I was trying to build this structure to support this platform, I 
realized after I, I, I tested it out and it didn't work that I had to move just this whole thing over like one space. All right? Easy peasy shouldn't be a huge problem. But I looked in the controls in the control scheme and there's nothing there. Maybe you get access to this if you are using a mouse and keyboard, but I don't think that would be the case. That'd be really weird. But there is no option to select more than one brick at a time. You have to move bricks individually. That's the only way to move them. And if that sounds tedious, it is. Especially if you say built the column and you'd realize that the weight is not even and you just want to move it over. You want to move over that you want to move over that entire column just one space or you want to rotate it so that it's this is going to be more supportive. Whatever the case may be. You can't move multiple pieces. You can't just click and drag and select a whole number of pieces that would, you know, make up an object or whatever, and then move all those over or rotate them or anything. You have to take each piece one by one and move it over one section, one little bit, one space. And as soon as I realized that was the case, it doubled, if not more so uh, increased the amount of time I spent on this single puzzle. And yes, I gained that knowledge that that's how the system worked, but that doesn't mean I would run into another case where I made a mistake or I fucked up during my build phase and would have to do it again, even though I knew that I would have like that, that the option to select multiple pieces wasn't there. And knowing that that's how the game works, that you can screw something up, or maybe you think you did everything perfect, but when you do initiate that test phase, you realize you actually screwed up, you actually need to do this, that, whatever. The fact that you then have to move all the pieces one by one by one by one by one is so tedious and really needs just just give us the ability to move multiple I, I i cannot see how this doesn't get updated or something i this game might have been kind of uh, this may have been out on pc for a while I don't, I don't know if this launched on everything just now but i'm shocked that that option isn't there because it just makes sense why isn't it there it should be there and that made me not want to play anymore it's also frustrating that as pretty as the game is and as pretty as the worlds are you you don't have free control over how you look at them and exploring them and maybe it's because there are secrets not really that crazy of secrets or whatever but there might be like a, a little bug or a lizard whatever hiding behind some shrubbery that's very easy to see already with the default camera angle and everything. But when you're in the exploratory and the exploration mode or whatever, where you're just moving around your character, getting to puzzles, 
You have no camera control. I don't know if you could have... I don't even know if you could zoom in or, and out. But like when you were in build mode, you can zoom in, out, rotate, all that. But in the explore mode, you can't do anything. And I want to I wanna rotate. I want to look around this world. It's so fucking pretty. Let me let me explore it. Let me see all of it. You've you've built this beautiful world. Let me look at it. And it won't let me look at it. That's frustrating. So as it stands, I think that one that one missing control option kills the game. That may seem crazy. That one single thing could do that, but when you think about the amount of time you'll be spending in build mode, because that's the majority of the game is in the build mode, and when you complete a puzzle, you're able to redo a puzzle in creation mode, which gives you unlimited pieces, because in, in the build mode, you're also limited to a certain selection of pieces, a certain number of pieces, and there will be like anchor pieces that you have to build upon that have to be part of the, the structure you're building to give you some kind of, uh, to force you to at least think more than just, you know, having free reign over whatever. Um, but it is nice that you have the, the, the creativity or the creative mode after the fact so you can get a little fancy with it and whatnot. But, yeah, just not being able to select multiple pieces at once and maybe it's there. Maybe it's hidden. But I looked at the control scheme. Did not see it there. And I tried doing things in the game and nothing was working. So it's either not there or I'm just an idiot and I'm losing my mind. Both are viable uh, potentials, potentialities. And the other game I played is Wayward Strand. Let me make sure I'm getting the name of that right. Wayward Strand, yes. And... This is a, a narrative game, a story game, where you do a lot of talking, actually more listening. You do a lot more listening than talking. You play a young girl, I think your name is Casey. Your mother is a nurse uh, aboard an airship. And during a holiday, you are tasked to join your mother for three days on this airship to help out. So you're going to help the nurses whenever they need it and also just engage with these patients, talk to them, give them company and all that because the the entirety of the airship and it's not clientele, but the, the, the patients there are all elderly and sick with various things. So some of them may be terminally ill, some may just be kind of old and forgetful they all have stories to tell or in one case not much to say at all in fact they have nothing to say but they like to listen they still like to listen and you are this young girl who wants to be a journalist and for school you want to write a paper about this airship so the whole point of the game the whole object of the game is to just learn learn about the people there learn about the airship and discover new things as you continue playing. You'll, you'll learn more about the airship, learn more about the people, learn more about their relationships with one another. And time is always moving. 
the characters all have their own lives and schedules and they're going to be doing their own thing. So it encourages multiple playthroughs so that you can experience everything. You might want to focus on these two characters during one playthrough or this particular storyline, this relationship. And that's really, really cool. The writing is good. The voice acting is pretty good. It's delivered in kind of a stunted way where there's a lot of unnatural pauses just because I think the game is taking an extra second or two to register your choice or register uh, an NBC's response. So that's a little bit distracting. The visuals are very pleasant. They're they're very European, uh, but they, they got a nice nice uh, lighter color palette a lot of bright colors it's pleasant to look at but there is some clipping issues there are some clipping issues and the pathing can be a little weird at times where you'll walk into objects you walk through NPCs there are times where you will interact or you'll initiate a conversation with the character and by doing that you go into the room but then the first bit of dialogue is asking if or them asking if you'll come in and have a conversation with them or whatever and when you say yes your character then stands up walks around maybe they walk outside of the room and then back in and then sit down or they just walk around in a circle in the room and then sit down and stuff like that is Unfortunate just because it does take you out for a moment. But the basic gameplay and all that, which is, I mean, it is just talking and listening. There's nothing else going on. You may be asked to do some things by some of the characters, but that's just very then point and click adventure where you go to another character, ask them to do this, ask them for this, and then you go back to the other character. But there's nothing puzzly in the sense of having to figure out how things work. It's just a 100% story-driven game where you have the choice in, in, in how, in what you explore in this relatively small airship because it's, it's only three levels and the three levels have maybe three rooms per level and the number of characters in the game is maybe... Maybe a dozen. Um, and so you're able to really get in depth. Uh, you're, you're able to really explore these various characters and their personalities. I think they're, they're very well thought out. And they have their unique personalities and characteristics and feel very real. I, I know versions of these people in real life which is a, a good thing that that shows how good the writing is that these characters feel real and like human beings they're rounded characters they're not just flat you know uh, they care you know they, they 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 feel real but at the same time because it's all talking and listening the visuals while pleasant, 
are incredibly simple and don't add a lot to the experience. They don't add, they don't add anything, honestly, because the characters all have kind of uh, just dots and lines for, for eyes and a mouth. So they're not super emotive. You're not getting much from them there. Any nuance you would get from a character and able to glean more from the personality, etc., is in the way they speak, their inflections, their, their, their mannerisms in that sense. But you're not going to get anything in terms of their physicality or their, their facial expressions. So that's a bit disappointing. And maybe... I don't know. I don't know if uh, a 2D kind of comic booky or storybooky design would have been better. Because in terms of the gameplay, you're just you're walking around this this airship, but it is small, so you're not really seeing anything. Or uh, I guess it's kind of cool because you can when a nurse, for example, is in a room talking to a patient, you can kind of just like listen, you know, you sneak a little listen, peek a little listen. So you can do that. But you're, you're not really doing that much. And I I find it weird I just fell off the fucking goddamn table. Um, I find it funny that there's this elevator on board. There's this elevator on board. And it makes sense for the elderly patients, all right? Going up and down stairs a whole bunch of times, not going to be great for them. But these young nurses, they all use the elevator. Nobody uses the stairs except you, and you don't have to use the stairs. But why wouldn't you? Why use an elevator? Oh, my God. You fucking lazy-ass nurses. Use the gosh darn stairs. But I know what... Eh, this isn't why they use don't use the stairs. But one of the things that's a little annoying is that when you initiate an action, you can't cancel out of it. So if you, for example... I'm not saying I did this, but if you are going down the stairs and then you accidentally for whatever reason press the a button again which is the the action the interaction button whatever you want to call it as soon as you get down the stairs and are on the level that you want it to be at you'll just then go down another level or up a level if you press a again because that, that's just the way it works but the real problem with the game and it's not a huge problem because it's not like it's going to take you a lot of time to complete a chapter. The game takes place over three days. Each day is a chapter. The big problem with the game, or something that just seems crazy that it wasn't more thought out, is that the game only saves between chapters. So if you... And the days are... They, they end at 5 p.m. I don't... They, they maybe start around like 9 a.m. or maybe a little bit earlier. So you have all that time to talk to people, explore more of the ship, discover new things, discover new people. You have a little notebook that you're always jotting down key information as you are learning more from talking to people and, and all that. And the, 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 whatever, I, I, I got Distracted, whatever. I don't know what just happened right there. Brain fart, brain fart, brain fart. The fact that the game only saves between chapters is crazy. Because if you are playing the game, and for whatever reason, maybe it crashed. 
maybe you lost I, I don't know how this works on on switch but if you lose power on the switch like you let it drain because you're so invested and you're not you started playing the game when you were at like 20 percent, and you got close at the end of a day and then your your switch powers down because you've lost your, your battery is just completely drained and then you turn it back on and the game closed because maybe that's how it works. I don't know. Or the game crashes. I, I didn't experience crash. I'm not saying the game is prone to crashing. I'm just saying, what if? Lightning strikes your house and your Xbox blows up. You got to get a new Xbox. And then you, you, you recover the game. Whatever. Whatever the reason may be. If you do not complete that day. And you completely quit out of the game. No quick resume or any of that jazz. You got to restart from the beginning. And you can't skip through dialogue. You can't fast forward. It would be 100% defeating if that happened. If that happened to me, I would not play the game at all anymore. Because the joy, as good as the writing and voice acting and all that is, you won't really get anything out of experiencing the same things again. So if you lost all that progress, if you lost any progress, really, re-experiencing it would not be anywhere near as enjoyable the second time. Because the, 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 the interesting part of like what would make this game fun on multiple playthroughs is seeing other characters' perspectives that maybe you didn't explore the first time. But redoing the same stuff, uh, I, I wouldn't want to do that. So it'd be nice if they could update it and include manual saving or something. An autosave thing. Just, just something that doesn't keep it to saving only between the fucking three chapters in the game. Which is about maybe like... Uh, an hour and a half of time maybe two hours I don't know if it because time's always moving you know when you're conversing with characters I think time only stops when you are I think when you're looking at your notebook but maybe even then time is moving and it's only stopped when you actually pause pause the game but it's a cool game and I, I like a lot about it it's definitely not for everyone because again all you're doing talking talking but mostly listening way more listening you you do have a fair amount of choices in conversation so you'll be asked things there are plenty of moments where and this is something i really like i always like it when this is the way it works but plenty of instances where in conversations you can just not say anything and that is a viable option that doesn't lead to an automatic selection of some other choice it's just you remaining silent which could lead a character to continue talking and revealing more information than they were planning to because they forgot you were there and they're just going on and on and on or uh, a character may be after a point wondering why you're like is something wrong? Why, why aren't you responding to me? You're just, you're just, you're not saying anything. So I, I like that being quiet, saying nothing, 
is an actual option that can veer a conversation in multiple ways. And it is as much an option as responding with words. I appreciate the hell out of that. And I think uh, just uh, your your character. One of the, before I wrap this up, I, I think it's a cool game. If, if it sounds interesting at all, I highly recommend it. I would just say to some who may be a, a bit put off or, or worry about this, the save thing, you know, that's something to keep in mind. And that might be enough for you to say maybe if they update it because just the, the, the mere thought of losing that progress and having to redo it. I don't like it, and I know others really wouldn't like that either. I'm pretty sure Jedi uh, would not be a fan of that. But where was I going? Where was I going with this? Ah, what did I want to say? The last thing I was talking about this, that, and whatever. Oh yeah, the the funny thing about the game for me is that you're playing this young girl who's a uh, wannabe journalist so she's full of questions she's full of just wanting to learn and very persistent that's not what's the, what's the word i'm looking for she's usually you know she just she, she wants to pry she's the kind of person who pries and that's very much so against my personality where i'm i'm just i just don't care i just don't care if I'm curious about something, I'll, I'll ask about it. But for the most part, I think people's business is their own business, and I don't want to pry. I don't want to. I don't want to dive too deep. If somebody clearly doesn't want to talk about something, I don't want to explore that. I want to leave them be and let them just be the way they are. Just you know, fucking leave them alone. They don't want to fucking talk about something. Don't don't try and get them to talk about it. But. You have to inhabit that kind of personality. If that's already the way you are, you're going to love this. You're going to love it. But if you're like me, maybe that might be a bit of a turnoff as well. That's enough about Wayward Strand. Cool, cool game. Pleasant art, but it doesn't really add much to it. Great, great writing and voice acting, which is the key since it is the story game. But the save system is terrible, and there's some visual quirks and whatnot could take you out of the, the experience here and there, you know, just for a brief moment. But uh, that's it in terms of what I've been playing. So uh, let's get on to Patreon questions. Yeah, all right. So uh, from Lunchbox, we've got, who do you admire in your life? A non-celebrity, you don't necessarily have to name them outright, but a vague explanation of how they are in your life if you want. So this is something I had an answer to immediately. They're not someone who is currently in my life and it's not a single individual. It is a subset of people. And of course the easy answer would be my dad. I'm not gonna, I don't need to, I've talked plenty about how much I love my dad and how important he has been to me and we don't need to go over that. Just a shout out Love you, Dad. Um, my actual answer, though, and uh, maybe it's gonna be a weird one. This be really surprising. I don't know. Um, 
It's a foreign exchange students. I don't think I experienced there, there might have been one in high school. I don't remember. But when I went back to college after dropping out from art school for the, the various bits of controversy and, and, and whatnot that I've talked about, not on the show, I don't not this show, maybe an earlier version of the podcast or some podcast at some point. But after returning to school, starting at community college and then going to regular college, because why would I not want to save all that money when I can? It was disheartening how little all the Americans cared about school. And this, is, of course, isn't a blanket statement, but the majority of them just did not give any shits. They didn't try at all. They couldn't care less about school. And you could tell in the way they held themselves, the amount of effort they put in, and, and all that. They just they just didn't care. Community college to them was just this cheap excuse to not have to start their life for real. They could they could be like, hey, I'm mom and dad, I'm I'm still going to school. So it's it's okay. I don't have to I don't have to think about anything else. I'm you know, I'm still I'm, I'm trying to yeah, educate myself, whatever. But the foreign exchange students, every single one of them, they worked their ass off. They tried so hard and they were so unbelievably thankful to just have the ability to be they just the fact that they were there, that they had that opportunity. They were so unbelievably thankful. And they just worked, worked, worked. They tried, they tried. They would struggle, of course, because of the language barrier and them of, uh, you know, they're, they're very, like, you know, they're all different in terms of how well adept they were at the English language, etc. And some were continuing to learn that. I mean, they were all continuing to learn English language in addition to everything else but that that mindset that work ethic it was just so endearing and it made me extra thankful I was already super thankful that I was there and, and had that option I, I graduated summa cum laude from both there and my regular college which isn't hard to do you don't have to be some great brainiac to graduate with the highest honors. All you have to do is the work. Just put in the time, put in the air. Like it, it, it's not the hardest thing to do. I, I was working while doing school. I, I fucking live, breathe, and died school and work at that point. I, it's just you know you gotta do it, and. I really respected the hell out of them and just looked up to them and, and was impressed anytime I was able to interact with them or work with them in a more collaborative class, like a science class or whatever. I was always impressed by each and every single one of them. And, yeah. Just, yeah. That, that was the time where I... Like, and it was also nice for me to, as meaningless as it was, getting those high honors and having teachers recommend me for certain things. I was recommended for a, a, like a, 
symposium or whatever it's called and i was on it was fucking so stressful but i was part of this thing where i was on stage with a few other students and we're taking questions from teachers and people about philosophy and i remember after the fact the teacher was like man you had some hard questions like that one teacher she just lobbed some real freaking fastball at your face and y'all just hit them all out of the park and having another teacher recommend me for the college I went to and and when I got to that college getting picked to become a tutor of all things in this field that I was you know I have reading comprehension issues going to school for writing getting a degree in fiction writing did fucking well, what was I thinking it was so hard. It was so hard, all that reading. Reading's never been easy for me. Fucking in, in grammar school, the teacher wanted to hold me back, the English teacher, because nobody thought to think, thought to think, that maybe the reason why I wasn't doing my homework or, or whatnot was not because I was a super lazy kid, but because maybe I had some issues with reading and, and stuff of that nature. Because... If I was super lazy, wouldn't all the other teachers, like, Mark's not doing their work here either. It was only English. So if it's isolated to this one class, maybe there's an issue uh, with that class and not me specifically. I mean, yes, me in terms of the reading comprehension. Like, it's just, thankfully, I, I had uh, the vice principal slash math teacher who was super supportive and believed in me and knew that I was not some lazy ass kid who fought for me and, and fought for me not to be held back a grade. But having having those teachers notice me, it really, it meant a lot because I, I, I have low self-esteem as I think many people know and I shit on myself a lot. And it reminds me of the first time I saw Perks of being a wallflower and the movie hit me so hard. And I know that a lot of people are like, the book is so much better. But I saw the movie before reading the book. I haven't read the book yet. And I don't, I, I, I kind of don't want to just because I don't think it's going to have the same impact. But I think Logan Lerman is his name. He, he does such a great job in that role. And I felt so related to them. And I remember that scene in the party where everyone's looking at him or talking about how, oh, you know, you're pretty good at that. And he's, whatever they say, you would like, he says, I didn't think anyone noticed me. And that's how I feel so often that I just don't feel like I'm not noticed. So when I am, it's, it's, it's nice as hard, as much as it is hard for me to reciprocate compliments and, and, and that stuff where I might just say like thank you or I might just say okay like I, I do appreciate the hell out of that kind of stuff because it's you know it's been a it's been a, a a hard life in many cases and uh I'm always thankful for the good I have in my life as hard as it may be. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to a stupid question, please. What is a song or music track that always gets you pumped and ready to go from uh, Living Large? Uh, oh, God, the gosh darn sniffles. 
Yeah, yeah, great radio. Um, a song that uh, always gets me pumped up and ready to go. One of my favorite. Well, it's my favorite running track, and I think I've mentioned this to you in a streamer or something. But the training music for Punch Out for Mike Tyson's Punch Out, I think that is just such a fucking exhilarating song, and it gets me so. That's why it's the it was the opening music for when I started streams because what what better song is there for getting hyped and pumped and ready to go than Mike Tyson's punch out train music? It's the music that's playing when they're out biking and all that jazz. But then, I don't know. I, I, I used to, when I ran a bit more, I really liked listening to Rise Against. I haven't listened to any of their stuff in a very long time, but they have some pretty good music for getting pumped up and ready to go. I loved Pain by Jimmy Eat World. In part because it always reminded me of the... Because they use it during the prison riot scene in Smallville. Fantastic show. I really need to start re-watching that. I need to catch up so I can tag along with the... Watch Along podcast with Lex Luthor and Tom Welling. My Superman. But it's, it's always been Mike Tyson's punch out. <sighs> Yeah, that that's probably it. I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I like songs that I can sing along to more so. So songs with lyrics aren't always the best for getting me pumped up because I'm not a big old screamo person. And then from Enchi, we have, what's the best deal you found at Half Price Books? So the best deal is not something I found for super cheap. I, I found it for relatively cheap but it's still in this case it was a hundred dollars so not super cheap but it's a good deal because of the prevalence of bootlegs for this particular item in the secondhand market because it's been out of print for a long time i'm of course talking about some anime so get ready we haven't talked about anime well but full metal alchemist the complete series not brotherhood which is also the original release for Brotherhood went out of print, which I'm on Blu-ray. But that has since been re-released from Aniplex in very expensive sets that are $100 each, maybe more. I think relatively speaking, in terms of Aniplex, it's not that bad. And it's just nice that they're there in a not crazy secondhand bit of pricing because anime when it goes out of print oh boy oh boy but full metal full metal alchemist which i think is a great series in addition to brotherhood brotherhood is better but full metal alchemist is still very entertaining i like it quite a bit and i wanted to own it because i like oh, i like owning things i like and i'm a big physical media person as we all know it, it, it's all over like bootlegs are a huge thing in the anime community as anime people will know but that those those sets in particular i feel like are 
so full of bootlegs all over eBay. And the the whole mantra, if it's too good to be true, it probably is very much of the case. So when I saw a used copy on the website for half price at the $100 price or whatever, it was a good price, but it wasn't too good. So I figured I'd take the chance. What I got was a, a sealed copy. And that had me concerned. I'm like, why is this new? What's going on here? How How is there a new copy? That I, but as I looked at it, because I, I've done plenty of research, there, there are things to, to look out for. If it is a sealed copy, where's the cellophane? Is it on the outside of the slipcover or is it on the outside of the case and the slipcover is loose? What type of cellophane is it? When you open the case, where is this? Where is that? Uh, on the art, there, there are so many little things to look out for. And I went through this thing meticulously. Because I, I was just so sure it had to be fake. But it wasn't. And it was just mind-blowing uh, to have discovered that. And I've gotten a few other pieces of, uh, of anime that weren't cheap, relatively speaking, or whatever, but cheap for that particular item. And they've all turned out, thankfully, to be... Uh, Real because there are bootlegs that I've seen at half price books because they don't fucking know what they're doing, and they've just gotten they've gotten ever since COVID half prices turned into like extra shit. But there are also cases where they might have a DVD inside of a Blu-ray case, and then I return it, and then I see them just put it right back on the fucking shelf. They didn't change anything. They're like, oh, okay, you you don't care, whatever, man. But uh, yeah. That was that was the best deal. There there are there are other best deals I can't talk about because uh, you can ask me in DMs, Angie, if you want to, and and you can you can think of me. The, you'll, you'll never think of me the same way. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, still got a little bit of this nipples, I guess. <sighs> but that's that's it in terms of questions. I mean, really, just with half price before I end this thing, before I wrap things up, just super depressing, too super sad. What's become of them? And I don't feel like we're ever going to get another twenty, thirty, forty, fifty percent off sale like we got roughly quarterly. And that's sad. That's sad. And their pricing seems to have gotten way worse, where they'll price things. More, it's, it's not even half off MSRP of an item. And it's more expensive than it would, it would cost you to buy something new on Amazon. There is a fucking, it might have it might have been technically cheaper. It might have been like 40 bucks. It might have been half. But there was a, a copy of the, the UHD Lord of the Rings set with only the theatrical versions. And I think it was $40. Who in their right mind is going to spend like $10 less than what it costs to buy that whole set brand new for a used copy that only comes with the theatrical versions? The versions no one ever watches after they've seen it. Like, no one's going to watch theatrical versions. Even if you don't want to spend the time, just break it up over multiple days. You can We can watch one movie in two days. Stupid. They just have some insane prices. 
And it's very rare at this point to find a good deal at half price, which is a bummer. You still can. And often the best deals you'll be able to find there are cases where you find a movie with a slipcover that's very rare now. So you, you win out that way. But unless you're a fucking dumbass like me who cares about slipcovers, what does it matter? But, uh, yeah. That'll, uh, that'll do it for this here uh, episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. So, uh, once again, I'm Marcus Ness. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to find more of the stuff I do and what have you, you can find all my links of import over at pixelatedsausage.com slash PXS. That is, again, pixelatedsausage.com slash PXS, which I said twice because the first time I feel like I was just like mumbling through the whole thing and if you'd like to support me and my nonsense you could do that over at patreon.com slash pxs supporters at the three dollar or higher tier are able to ask questions for this here show as well as get approved status on the youtube so that you have free reign over what you say in the comments for videos like this and attack the backlog second runs etc so if you want to spit fire in the comments or spit fire in your questions if you just want to spit fire at me in any way shape or form support me on patreon doesn't it doesn't doesn't take much real simple patreon.com slash pxs but uh that is it that is all so uh once again thank you for watching or listening i hope Hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye.